Psalms chapter 112. This is one of my, this is probably my favorite passage of scripture that talks about God's will for his kids. And whenever I say his kids, I mean your kids. How many of y'all realize that we're raising his kids? You know, whenever we were uh, visiting with Jeremy and Marlisa, of course, just having this baby, uh, them having it, you know, I couldn't help but the day before I was just thinking and then whenever I saw the baby again, how phenomenal it is that God allows us to give birth to his children. Isn't that weird that God didn't create a race? He created one man and one woman and he said, you be fruitful, mul multiply. We're created in God's image. He's a creator and he made us co-creators. We, we co-create when we procreate. That's really what we are. We are co-creators. We create speaking spirits which we could spend an hour just trying to let that rattle around in our little pea brains uh, the awesome responsibility that he allows us to do but but with each one of his kids he has a dream for them he has a desire for them for each one of my kids I have a dream for them I have a desire for them so I want to read in Psalms chapter 112 and talk to you about this morning about having the legacy of an overcomer or an overcomer's legacy or a legacy of success and I realize some of you in here may not have any kids but there may be also others in here that you don't have you don't feel like that you came from very good legacy can I tell you that's all right how many y'all know the legacy can start with you you know, my dad didn't get saved till he was way up in his 50s. And before then, uh, he was what he would call a rounder. He said, I'm just a rounder. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm like 12. I don't even know what that is. What's a rounder? And uh, still to this day, I'm not quite sure what a rounder is. But I kind of know what he means is that he was, uh, he was, he was always at the, as what he would call a honky-tonk. I don't really call them honky-tonks anymore, but, you know, he was a pool shark. He would pretend like he couldn't play very good pool, and then he'd take your money and then get in a bar fight, and he'd leave. And, uh, you know, that's, he was a rounder, right? I mean, that's just kind of what he was. But, it, but in his 50s, he started a new legacy. He forgot those things which are behind, and he pressed forward to those things that lie ahead. He became a new creature in Christ, and old things were passed away, and behold, everything become brand new. He got filled with the Holy Spirit and just began to serve God, became a pillar in the church, and a new legacy began. So if you're here, you say, man, I had a horrible relationship with my, with my dad. You know, they say over 90% of people that are in penitentiary, they have father issues. There's a lot of people that have father issues. So this is not uncommon in society. So if you're, if you're here, you feel like, man, I don't, I don't feel like I have a good relationship with my dad. Or my dad's gone. You know, my dad died a number of years ago. But, but you can start a new legacy. You can start the legacy. And God will show you. He'll help you. He, he'll be your helper. So I want to read this in Psalms chapter 112. I love this. This is a, a great psalm about the Lord's, what, what God wants for his kids and what God wants for, for your kids. It says, praise the Lord. Everybody say whoop whoop. Yeah, I need y'all to talk back this morning now. I know you're full of cookies. But you, you, we got to talk back, right? So praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. What a great verse. Praise the Lord, how joyful for those who fear the Lord, delight in his, in his commandments. Their children will be successful everywhere. This is things that I speak to my kids. I call my kids successful. No matter what you do, you'll be successful. Why? Because I delight in the Lord and I endeavor to obey his commands. 
and I praise the Lord his his uh, I, I, I magnify him so I'm expecting you to be successful everywhere an entire generation of godly people people will be blessed they themselves will be wealthy everybody say wealthy and their good deeds will last forever God wants your kids there to be good deeds to last forever light shines in the darkness for the godly they are generous compassionate and righteous I'm, just, I'm, I'm reading it slow so it can kind of sink in this is what God wants for his kids he wants you to train them be generous I'm training you to be compassionate I'm training you to be righteous training you to have good deeds and to be wealthy verse 6 says such people will not be overcome by evil those who are righteous will be long remembered they do not fear bad news my kids don't fear bad news they confidently trust in the Lord to care for them really good they're confident and fearless and they face their foes triumphantly Lord of God I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm believing God that every foe that comes up against you you will face it triumphantly I'm training you that way I'm talking to you that way I'm thinking about you that way you are foes you will have foes but you will be triumphant they share freely and they give generously to those in need are we training them to be generous to share freely their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and will be infuriated. Come on, our kids should be infuriating the enemy. The enemy should look at our kids and be infuriated and think, my God. At nine, man, they're talking to kids at school about Jesus, going to the kids' camp, worshiping, closing their eyes, lifting their hands, paying their tithes, giving to the Lord, being generous, wanting to give to the homeless people on the side of the street. My goodness, at nine, my kids. Hallelujah. Says they'll have influence, they'll have honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away. I love this part. Their hopes thwarted. In other words, no matter what the enemy is hoping for them, they have to leave thwarted. They have to go. The enemy has hopes for your kids. He has hopes. He has plans. He had schemes. But who cares? Because according to this verse, it says that they will leave with their hopes thwarted. Why? Well, because me. I fear the Lord. I'm endeavoring to keep his commandments, keep his praise on my lips, and to lead my kids in, 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 in this path in this way so God wants your kids to be successful he says, he says that they'll be successful everywhere God wants you to be successful he wants you to be successful but sometimes we need to know how to do it right we need to know well if God wants, wants my kids to be successful and he wants me to leave, lead them in a legacy uh, what does that look like or how does, how, does, how, does that, how does that work well how many of y'all know that God he sent us Jesus as an example he gave us an example I'm glad God doesn't leave us without information God shows us how we can do these things because I don't know about you the first time I held my kid I thought my God what am I going to do with this what am I going to I know I got to feed it 
and I know I got to keep it alive, and I know I got to put it through college. But how many of y'all know God does never think about survival? He always thinks about increase. So we sometimes think survival, how am I just going to raise this thing? But God's never interested in just survival. He's always interested in increase. You read Psalms 112, and there's nowhere about keeping them alive. No, he's not, he's, not, he's not worried about just keeping them alive. He wants them, he says three times, he says, for their deeds to be remembered forever. So apparently God sees them as eternal beings and their life on this earth is an eternal life that what they do here affects things. It matters. So we really need to see our kids as people that, that what they do, it matters. And we're not just trying to get them to survive, we're trying to get them to thrive. Right, and that, that's what we want. That's what we, that's, that's what we endeavor for. So, well, how do we do that? Well, to me, the best way to do is if God gives us his word and if God gives us Jesus is let's just look at how, uh, how, how Jesus parented his disciples. Look at how God parents us. What does God say about you? If God says this about you and you're his kids, then common sense would tell us that if we talk to our kids the way God talks to us, that becomes a breeding ground for success. I mean, I think if you talk to your kids the way God talked to you, they'd be successful. Holla back, youngin. Holla back. That's exactly right. So I want to show you just a few verses. This is another word I felt like the Lord besides legacy that I actually have a, a card. I don't know if I brought my card with me. I may have left it. I have a little card that has some overcomers scriptures on it. And it's just got five or four or five scriptures and I've about wore it out. That, 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 uh, and I'm going to give you all of them that I read and talk about myself with and talk about my kids with. But I want to show you these scriptures because God knows how to, to, to make you successful in, in raising kids. God knows how to make, th- make you a success. So I want to show you these. John 16, uh, chapter 16, verse number 33. Because God knows how to get the best out of your kids. Because God knows how to get the best out of you. John chapter 16 verse 33. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to read this in two different ways. The first way we're going to read it as God talking to us. God's speaking to you right now. Everybody say God. Come on say it like you mean it. Say God is talking to me. Alright this is what God's saying to you. He says I told you these things. I mean I think God tell you some things. God said, I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. Be of good cheer. Because I have what? I have overcome the world. God says, I got some stuff to tell you. And I'm telling you this stuff so that you'll walk in peace. So that you'll live in peace. But in this world you're going to have some trouble. But cheer up. Being depressed ain't going to help. It ain't going to help. Worrying about it ain't going to help. It just says, go ahead and cheer up because I've overcome the world. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 4. You are of God. This is God speaking to you this morning. You are of God. Little children, you're my children. You're of God. And you have what? Overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. First John chapter 5, verse number 4. Whatsoever is born of God, what? Overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God, this is God speaking to you this morning. 
I don't know what you're going through, what you're struggling with, but he's speaking to you from a father, as a father, to his child. He's saying, you're born of me, and you overcome the world. What's in the world? Every stinking thing. He says, I'm with you. You're my kid, and you overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. God's telling you this morning, your faith can overcome anything. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. This is the way God speaks to his kids. So now we're going to read it the way you speak to your kids. How many of y'all checking with me? Now we'll read it. Now we'll, now we'll, if this is the way God talks to you, let's talk to our kids that way. Noble and Ansley, I'm telling you some things. That's my kids. I'm telling you this so that you'll have peace. In other words, Noble, I got some instructions for you. There's some things that, that you need to know about. In this world, you're going to have some trouble, Noble Burns. Everybody don't get a trophy, son. Everybody don't get one. Don't everybody get a trophy. Noble, you're going to have some trouble. There's going to be some adversity. There's going to be some hardship. But cheer up. Come on, being depressed about it, quitting, pouting, crying. That ain't going to do no good, son. You better cheer up because greater is he, right? You just cheer up. You overcome the world, right? And the next one says, you're of God, noble. You're of God. Even though you're 11, you're of God. You carry God in you. Where you go, God goes because he lives in you. Ansley Burns, my little 11-year-old, you little bull, strong-minded thing. You are of God, even though you're a little child, you're a little child, understand that. But you're of God and you overcome because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Whatever is born of God, Ansley, overcomes. Whatever is born of God, noble, it overcomes. That's who you are. We're riding through the car just yesterday, and I'm just talking to my kids, you know, just talk to them. And uh, they're asking me questions, you know, about smoking cigarettes and stuff like that, because kids ask, you know. And I don't, I don't mince words and don't hold a lot back from them. I'll just straight up tell them. Uh, but I'll tell them, I'll say, you're leaders. You're not followers. We don't follow the world. You're, you're a leader. That's what you are. You were born to lead. You overcome. You're an overcomer. God lives in you. Greater is he that's in you, right? I just pump them full of it, right? I just give it to them, right? I talk to them the way God talks to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm breeding into them. I'm planting the seeds into them that I want to bear fruit. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, kids. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. So I tell them, I say, no, no, man, we were building that church. We had a lot of things try to stop us. A lot of outside influences tried to keep us from building the church. But we overcome. We overcome. That's what we do. Our faith overcomes. You may have cancer knock at your door one day. But your faith can overcome. No matter what comes at you, we overcome. Our faith overcomes. That's what it is. That's what it does. That's what we do. We're overcomers. It's in our DNA. It's in our blood. We've been refathered, regened. We've been born again. We got a heavenly father. So a lot of people, they say, well, I didn't have a good daddy. Listen, penitentiaries are full of people that didn't have good daddies. But I firmly believe, and I know a lot of people, when they go to jail, they get religion. And I think a lot of people, they genuinely, they go to jail and they find out that they've been refathered. Right? They get in there and they find out, I got daddy issues. But they do, I believe a lot of people, they really do come in contact in the penitentiary. They meet God and they meet their father and things can change for them. Not all of them come out changed, obviously. But I believe that there's something to us finding out. God said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. Amen. What's he doing? He says, I'll fix all of your daddy problems. 
He says, I'll fix them. And once you understand that, that my father, Jesus said, my father is greater than all, right? In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he, it, come on, we go on and on. And I, I still got, I, I can't go on and on. First John chapter 2, he says, I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. And I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. Do not love this world. Again, this is God talking to you, but this is also the way that you talk to your kids. Do not love the world or anything in the world because if anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything that's in this world, that's how we coach our kids, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away. Teach your kids to live eternally. God's always trying to teach us to live eternally. Noble Nancy, everything you see, I know it's real cool, and I hope that you do become Steph Curry. But regardless, everything Steph has will be left here, and he'll give an account for what he did while he was here. Doesn't matter. Everything, the world and its desires, they pass away. But whoever does the will of God will live forever. A great verse. Last one. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, everybody say, I'm an overcomer. Come on, we're overcomers. How? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto the death. Noble and Ansley, you can overcome because of the blood of, the, blood of Jesus. Ansley, you can overcome. Noble, you can overcome. But live your life even unto death. Live it for Him. Amen. If He's called you to be a martyr, just be a martyr. Live your life even unto death. And you can overcome. So God wants us to, to talk to our kids like they're overcomers. Because he talks to us like we're overcomers. So if you don't see yourself as overcomers, sometimes we've got to renew our mind to certain things, right? Some of you maybe never seen those verses before in your whole life. You need to get you a card. All right? You need to get you some ID, right? Everybody's got their ID. Everybody's got their driver's license. There's another ID that you need to come in contact with because you can't effectively parent if you don't see yourself right. If you don't see yourself right you'll never see them right if you see yourself as natural you always just see them as natural if you never see yourself as a speaking spirit eternal spirit how will you ever effectively parent them as an eternal speaking spirit you can't do it so we have to get our own mind renewed our own identity changed so that we can effectively mentor and lead them so how do we do it? So, okay, so I'll see I'm overcomer. I see that God's got some things. He wants my kids wealthy, to have dominion, to have good deeds, to be excellent, to be remembered forever. I see all of that. How do I do it? Well, that's the million-dollar question. If you don't remember anything else, the whole rest of the message, this is the one thing that I want you to get this morning. And uh, it's a quote that comes from a lady named Lynn Hammond. And uh, she just says that no matter what's wrong with you, if you'll give God one thing, he can fix it. 
Doesn't matter if you're addicted, if you have gambling problems, if you have anger problems, if you have parenting problems, no matter what is wrong with you, if you'll give God one thing, he can fix whatever is wrong with you. And the one thing is time. If you'll give God time, no matter what's wrong with you, my daddy did this or my mama did this, it does not matter. No matter what's wrong with you, if you'll give God one thing, he can fix it. T-I-M-E. God can fix it. He can change anything with time. So the first thing I want you to know or what I want to share with you this morning for the next couple of minutes, next 10 or 12 minutes, is, is for us to teach our kids or to train our kids or our employees or our, if we're a coach or if we're a mentor or if we make disciples. The, the, the number one thing I want you to leave this morning is no matter what's wrong with your kids, you can fix it with time. With quality time. If you'll spend quality time with your kids, you say they're rebellious, they're hard-hearted, they're mean. <laughs> My kids are mean. They keep biting me. Whatever's, whatever's wrong with your kids, I firmly believe you can fix it with time. Quality time. If you don't, if you don't get anything else, I want that to sink in. Because if you spend time with God, He can fix you. I mean, I can I get a witness? Right? You show up, you know, for an hour of power once a month. He's limited in His ability to fix you. But if you give God time, if you consistently give Him time, He will show you the error. And He, he can reverse time. He can turn back time. Dun, dun, dun. I remember that song. Find no way. I take back those. All right. I could go on and on. Everybody loves share, right? Gotta love some share now. Come on now. Time, baby, if you'll give them time, quality time. In the Old Testament, the way God tried to, or say try, like he did, the way God did things. In the Old Testament, the people obeyed God out of fear, right? And they tried not to get caught, right? If we get caught, God's gonna harm us. In the New Testament, God established relationship. And now he no longer does it out of fear. Now they want to do right so that they don't hurt him. Yeah. In the Old Testament, it's like, man, we don't want to get caught. God's going to harm us. In the New Testament, we don't want to do it because it'll harm him. Yeah. What's the difference? What, what, what brought the change? Relationship is what brought the change. Jesus left everything took on humanity, clothed himself in humanity, and came down here, dwelt among us. He was tempted in every like or every fashion as we are. And he began to show us the Father, our Father, who are in heaven. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen my daddy. So he established relationships so that now we want to please God so that we don't hurt God rather than we want to please God so he don't hurt us. Yeah. Totally different. How many of y'all know that's the same thing in parenting? You can parent out of fear to where I better not do that. Daddy's going to hurt me. Or you can establish a relationship to where they don't want to do that because they'll hurt you. I mean, I know fear is the lowest form of motivation. Fear is the lowest form of motivation. 
relationship is the highest form if you establish relationship and I'm saying all this like I'm a super parent can I just tell you I lay in my bed and I think about my kids the same way you think about yours and I wonder if I'm getting it right more than I'm getting it wrong and uh, I've just recently I, 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 I've, I'm finding I'm having problems with Ansley I'm having I'm having this I have the same problems that you have I know my wife's waving me off but that's all right uh, I have the same problems parenting that, that you have. I had problems with Noble a few years ago. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit started to show me things that you, I'll, I'll, have to end, I'll, have to make, I'll have to make some change. Things I have to be, I'll have to deal with it. Thank God he's a lot better. But I can tell you I've spent a lot of quality time with Noble the past two years. Tommy's here. He, uh, we go hunting together. I've, I've taken a lot of trips. Gone to the Ryder Cup. I've spent a lot of extra time with Noble. It's one of the things I learned. That no matter what's wrong with him. It's not that there's something wrong with him. It's that it can be fixed. If I'll put in the time. Now I'm starting to see I have some issues with Ansley. And it's easy sometimes to just want to give him. Hit him up with the machine gun of words. Mow him down. Right? But you remember, Jesus said, he says, the kingdom of God is like this. The sower goes out and he sows the word. In other words, Jesus says, everywhere you go, you're sowing seeds and your seeds are words. But he says, a lot of times your seeds, they fall on stony ground. In other words, no matter how many words you shoot out there, if they're falling on stony ground, there won't be any fruit. In other words, Jesus said, you take a five-gallon bucket full of corn and go dump it out there on Highway 14 and ain't none of it coming up. But a lot of times as parents, particularly dads, will dump a bucket of seeds on a hard heart, but don't nothing come up. So I'm learning the longer that I do this, and thank God for Jesus, I'm learning that I really need to focus on quality more than quantity because whenever I'm disciplining her her heart's her heart's hard it don't matter what I'm saying baby it'll never bear fruit and then I get frustrated and she gets frustrated so so through relationship the Bible says that we break up the fallow ground in other words we take the stony heart and we turn it into a heart of flesh in other words, through relationships, what I'm trying to do now with Ansley or with anybody for that matter, I'm not trying to just throw a bunch of seed on hard ground. I'm trying to get the heart to open. Because once the heart's open, Jesus said, then the sower can sow the word and you'll get 30, 60, or 100 fold of increase. God's a tremendous farmer. He gave the earth that capacity right way back in the garden he told us he, he knows how to get the most out of people he knows how to get the most out of you and he doesn't deal with you out of fear he deals with you out of affection so for us to get the most out of our parenting I'm learning I have to work on getting the heart open and then you can sow the word into that heart and then there'll be increase and I've, I've missed it in that with her. So now I'm having to go back and, and fix it. And how many of y'all know if you've ever poured concrete? When it sets up, baby. When that concrete sets, it's hard to manipulate. So the earlier you can start this before they start to set up. You'll be, it'll, it'll behoove you to really, really work on this before they set up. 
Because once they set up, baby, it's just harder. Now, God can do anything. How many of y'all know God can do anything? No, baby, he can do anything, right? He could, he, he'll tear that whole foundation up, grind it all up, and pour a new foundation, right? He has that capacity. But I just decided I'd rather just go ahead and while I can manipulate the concrete, while I can work the concrete before it sets up, 85% of a kid's character is developed before age nine. She's nine, right? <laughs> She's nine. 85% of a kid's moral code is, is established by age nine. So I'm endeavoring to, the reason I share that with you is because I don't want you, while I'm standing up here talking about, you got to do this, you got to do that. I am no super parent. I'm learning just like you are. I ain't never had a kid before, right? I, they don't show up with manuals, right? Turn to page nine. There ain't a page nine, baby. The only page nine you got is the word of God. And Jesus said, the sower sows the word. And if you want the word to take a root, you need to make sure there's some good ground. And lots of times, mamas are merciful. That's why all the kids say, I want to live with mama. Because daddy is the law, right? The buck stops here. Unfortunately, there's many moms that are having to be the mercy and the law right now. You have many parents that are having to do both roles. They have to be the mercy and be the law to put out productive, good kids. But how many of y'all know kids need both? If you just show them mercy, 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 I'm not even going to go there. But you can't just show them law, 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 or then they're going to be hard-hearted, rebellious, and the concrete will set. It can be a real problem. So that there, I told you that there's one thing I want you to get out of this is just spending time. Now, up under time, I gave you some blanks in your, in your worship guides because there's lots of things that, and, and I don't have a ton of time left, but I'll... Uh, First thing you can write there in that first blank is model what you want. I love that God didn't just send a book. He sent a body. In the Old Testament, he sent a book. In the New Testament, he sent a body. In the New Testament, he sent Jesus. Jesus said, follow me. So model what you want. Model what you want. Whatever you want, model that. Your kids will think about church based on what you think about church. They'll think about the Bible based on what you think about the Bible. They'll think about worship based on what you think about worship. They'll think about money, what you think about money. Whatever you want, you have to model it. If that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have Jesus. He wouldn't have sent Jesus. He would have just given us another book. He didn't give us a New Testament. He didn't just send us another book. He sent us a person so that we could model it. He modeled to his disciples what he wanted. So the, you, the, what you value, they'll value. And most of the time, I'm just obviously once they're older, they'll establish some of their older values. But, but the, what you love about church, they'll love about church. The priority you put on it, they'll put on it. The, whatever you put your priorities on, they're gonna put their priorities on it. That's just the way that it is. So model it. Second thing you write in there is kids need correction. And we could talk about a lot about this. You need to set boundaries for your kids. Kids need correction. Kids need discipline. So you can write correction, discipline, however you want to you, you put it in there. Kids need to make mistakes. Another parable that Jesus gave us was the parable of the prodigal son. Remember the prodigal son? The prodigal son came to his daddy said, Daddy, I want all that money. I want to go do whatever I want to do. I mean, I know his daddy could have said no. Why would his daddy let him make a mistake when he knew he was going to make a mistake? Because pain produces character. And sometimes the best way for you to learn, sometimes the best way for your kids to learn is not for you to keep enabling them. It's for them to just go learn. 
they just sometimes they just need to go learn the prodigal the, the daddy could have said well, uh, well no that's a blah 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 he didn't he says okay he said okay because I'm sure his daddy the daddy had spent his spent his time spent his life trying to put the right stuff and he he did everything that he knew to do but there came a point to where the the boy wanted to go do his own thing and the daddy let him so sometimes you need to with your correction or with your discipline you need to let them let them let them do what they need to do so that their character can be developed the third thing you can write there is affirmation tell kids what God says about them tell them what God says about them tell them that they're overcomer tell them that they're this tell them that they're that but also tell them what they are to you I tell Lance I say you're my best friend tell Noble I say you're my best friend you're my best friend you're my best you're the best friend I have and I'm not just a friend to them I'll tear his butt up but right because some people say they just want to be a best friend no I'm a best friend but they do get disciplined but be both tell them who they are to you God you're this Noble you're this Ansley you're this but you're this to me tell your daughter she's beautiful she wants she wants to know that somebody will fight for her if you don't tell her she'll find somebody that will tell them that they're beautiful say you're beautiful you're valuable you're valuable to me affirm your kids talk to them this is what Jesus does for us the next one's protection you need to protect your kids and whenever we think of protecting we think about strangers and that is a big deal now kids who get abducted every day it's crazy you see you can walk home from school you better not walk home from school now unless you just have a lot of confidence in the blood of Jesus and some angels which I got that confidence but I'm telling you there's a lot of stuff out there but you also have to protect your kids just from exposure they get on the internet they get exposed to stuff they don't need to get exposed to that's your protection it's your job to protect them from certain exposure I don't want my kids exposed to certain things right my kids want to go stay here they want to go to uh, school here they want to do this want to do that my job is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to limit your exposure protection and then the, the last one is is teach them teach them about money teach them about giving teach them about eternity teach them about life skills teach them about your hobbies if you like golf teach them teach them how to do stuff but also find out what they like you know there's certain things Noble likes basketball I can't jump three inches and I can't dribble for nothing I mean look at me I'm the most I mean come on <laughs> right he really likes this basketball thing right so I coached last season and I made a buffoon out of myself and I will never do it again <laughs> but for that one time baby I did it I did it right why wow, I'm just looking for looking for opportunities how can how can I teach him teach him life skills my God teach him how to cook please teach him how to cook I'm gonna teach my kids how to cook I'm tired of cooking for y'all get over here turn up water on now put the ramen noodles in there <laughs> Now, you can either sprinkle the powder on the noodles or you can put it in the water. I like to sprinkle it on there. Come on, make the macaroni. Teach them how to cook. Teach them something. Teach them. Teach them. Correct them. Guide them. Affirm them. Model for them. Let them make mistakes. The, the last two things uh, I gave you, the blank there, it says listen to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's your best teacher. It's your best ally. There's been times whenever I wanted to whip my kids, Holy Spirit say, uh-uh-uh. He just shut it down. Many times whenever I want to watch TV or whatever, last night I went and laid in Ansley's bed. I fell asleep. I got up at 5 o'clock this morning because we laid up there till 1230 just talking. 
Just talking, just talking. Me and Ansley, just talking. Because I'm having to spend more time with her. Up until this time, I always stayed in there with Noble, right? Because we're talking fishing, hunting. Let's go shoot that in the face. Let's do this. You know, I have more in common with him. But now I'm having to dial some of that back. And now I'm laying in her bed. Let's talk. Tim, what you want to do? Tim is, and I'm brushing her hair, right? So a lot of you guys, you work till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, it's going to be tough for you. But you better do it before the concrete sets. You better stink and do it. Go up there, lay in their bed, whatever you got to do. Just spend some time. But you'll listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you what to do. He knows how to get the best out of the ground. It's His ground. He made it. He knows how to get the best out of the ground. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you when to spank. He'll tell you how to discipline. He'll tell you when to tell you, he'll tell you, turn the TV off, go do this, play Uno, whatever. Whatever you got to do. I don't know if you've noticed, time flies. Man, I was holding my newborn. It seemed like yesterday and next they'll be walking down the aisle, right? And, and our legacy is our kids. And then the last thing is start with yourself. Train yourself. Start with yourself. Train yourself. The battles you don't win, your kids will have to fight. The battles you don't win, your kids will have to fight. If you don't win your anger problems, you have anger issues, that'll be a battle that your kids will have to fight. Do you really want them to struggle with anger? Your poor money management, do you really want to pass that on to them? The problems that you have, the battles that you fight, if you don't win them, there's a really good chance they're going to have to fight that battle. So the first thing that we have to do is we got to start with the man in the mirror, asking him to change his ways. Because if you want to make the world a better place if you want to make your kids a better place take a look at yourself and make a change you got to train yourself and you got to start with yourself so I have a real anger problem I have a real I have a real problem with my words I have a cussing problem or I have this problem I have that problem I have a real a real problem it's str- I struggle with this then allow the Holy Spirit let God talk to you let him coach you Spend time with Him. And I'll close with this. There's nothing in you that God can't fix if you'll give Him time. You give Him time, you'll win your battles. And then they won't have to fight them. They won't have to fight them.